This is the Comstock Report Podcast. We are strong advocates for the American family farm and your top source for the agriculture markets. And now, here's your host, David Cruz. This is David Cruz with the Comstock Report. El Nino connection made, what next? It took until early August before the connection of the El Nino to the North American atmosphere became functionally exemplary of a working El Nino. The 90-day SOI is again reading El Nino at a negative 8.09. Cooler temperatures and more general rains arrived a bit late for the corn, but in time to make a soybean crop. Droughts do not end overnight, but this one is now shrinking away in what appears to be the weather trend. The 2023 crop season was a transition year from La Nina to El Nino. This El Nino is just getting started and will greatly impact 2024 crops. Many see the Enzo as black and white, bad crops under La Nina and good crops under El Nino conditions. My bet is that all Enzo conditions carry risk when taken to extremes. The El Nino will bring its own set of risks to global crops. While it is generally considered that El Nino benefits the Midwest growing conditions, it is not universally beneficial the world over. We can also get problems from extremes going too cool and too wet. Argentina still experiencing extreme heat will likely see yields recover next season, but I would not be surprised to see El Nino harm Brazilian yields. While recent silking rains broke the back of the encompassing lingering drought, there are still pockets that were missed where they can tell you that the drought is not over. The recent rain system in Iowa brought totals ranging from two-tenths of an inch to 11 inches, so the scope of extremes is still prevalent to the event. I think that the dry areas will continue to fill in this fall. On our farms, recent rains plus soil moisture reserves can finish the crops. Friday's corn yield estimate of 175.1 bushel per acre compared well to my perception of the crop condition ratings. USDA reduced their yield projections for both corn and soybeans, the latter at 50.9 bushel per acre. What next? Will yields be increased or lowered in the September production report? Farmers assessed their crops in late July for the August crop report, which was likely the worst outlook preceding cooler temps and rains that followed. I realized the adage that the corn crop is made in July, but have always given greater weight to the finish than some agronomists do. The fill is a big deal, and the longer time given for corn under normal circumstances to transfer weight to the ears, the better the yield. Our crops are no longer under stress, so an extended fill can add bushels. The accuracy of the pro-farmer crop tour yield estimates has been determined by the kind of finish that the crops get after their yield assessment. Soybean yields are made in August, so the cooler weather and rains are well-timed for soybean crop reproduction. Drought stress earlier set them up to perform when given a good drink. I would be in the camp looking for slight improvement in the USDA's yield assessments next month. The market should have confidence now in supply with more focus being put on demand. The demand narrative has been very gloomy, but we think that will improve. This demand must be realized before the market will respond to it. My greatest concern now is for harvest conditions. The extremely hot Atlantic and Gulf water temperatures are like gasoline fumes to any hurricane targeting the Gulf Coast. The now engaged El Nino increases the odds for hurricane storm activity in the Atlantic in the season now beginning. This combination could well set up conditions for deluges to drench the heartland as these systems push moisture inland. 
Many areas have gotten enough rain that soil moisture reserves had begun to recover, leaving less room in the soil profile to hold additional moisture. The 2023 crop season may have started out in drought and could end in floods. A three-inch rain a year ago just restored some soil moisture, and the same rain now would make mud, causing harvest delays. Sometimes crop condition varies from region to region, other times from state to state. This year it was more county by county. Crop conditions vary widely 60 miles apart. I live in Dixon County and farm in Clay County, and there was a good six-inch difference in rain between my resident and the farms in July and August thus far. That meant green corn versus fired bottoms. I will be looking for unusual disparity in the regional pro-farmer yield reports. Iowa had the highest state yield in the August USDA assessment of 203 bushel per acre. The record yield for Iowa is 205 bushel per acre. And I think a new record yield is still possible with a good finish. I think there is upside potential in the USDA's Iowa soybean yield of 58 bushel per acre too. That was a half a bushel below the 2022 yield. This August should make that up. You've been listening to the Comstock Report. For more information on marketing opportunities, contact us at Comstock.com or call 712-227-1110. For a more complete version of the Comstock Report with hedging strategies and trade recommendations, subscribe on our website at Comstock.com or reach out to one of our risk management specialists about how we can help you protect your profits. Futures trading involves risk. The risk of loss in trading futures and or options is substantial, and each investor and or trader must consider whether this is a suitable investment. Past performance is not indicative of future results.